enormous box, a box of chocolates Would I know to stay away? What's said Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike, and the temperature has fallen now to 48 degrees. I think it's finally time to play the official Pandora's Lunchbox beginning of fall song that I've been waiting to play all fall. Here's the kinks. Autumn Almanac, or Almanac.
Yes. Did he say, I luck football on a Saturday? Imagine that. That's the Kinks and Autumn Almanac, or Autumn Almanac if you prefer. From 1967, he likes roast beef on Sunday, too, and uh, tea and roasted butter currant buns. I think I need some right now for dinner. So, some food facts, food happenings going on around in Tokyo. There is no Tokyo in Michigan. There are many cities in Michigan with names from other parts of the world, but I don't know if a Tokyo, Michigan. So, this from the Associated Press, Tokyo, Japan. After years of delays, Tokyo's Tsukiji Fish Market closed last Saturday, 80 years old, but not forever. It's going to move to a more modern facility on reclaimed industrial land in Tokyo Bay. The new $5 billion facility at Toyosu is set to start operating on Tuesday the 16th. That's over the objections of many people working in in Tsukiji who contend that the new site is contaminated, inconvenient, and unsafe. A fish market. They, uh, here's some information, uh, so, some information more on that. Tai Yamaguchi, the 75-year-old leader of a group of 30 women, whose families run shops in Tsukiji, opposed the move. She says she feels it has been mishandled by authorities who failed to fully consult the people who were affected. Tsukiji now has more than 500 wholesalers employing several thousand people. About 40,000 people visit every day. Much of the angst over the move has to do with closing down a beloved local institution. A labyrinth of quaint sushi stalls and shops selling knives and ice cream encircling the huge wholesale market famous for its pre-dawn haggling over deep frozen tuna and other harvests from the sea. That's some prose right there. It's not even a full sentence. Tsukiji has been supplying Tokyo's fancy restaurants and everyday supermarkets since 1935. Its origins go back nearly a century. Opponents of the move fear tourists will be less likely to visit out-of-the-way Toyosu, which resembles a huge modern factory and lacks the picturesque quality of Tsukiji. Let's hope for the best. In the meantime, I'm afraid, no fish today.
Thank you to Kid Creole and the Coconuts and No Fish Today that came out in 1982. It's Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture. This is Mike. You're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. You're also listening to WCBN.org if that's what you're doing. And at that website, you can see a list of all of the shows we air, and you can see the songs I've played so far this one and the last one particularly, and all the ones that were played in the show before that. So coming up this Saturday is a pickle contest, a pickling contest, really. It doesn't have to be literally dill pickles, but it's going to be at Downtown Home and Garden in Ann Arbor from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And I thought I'd look up stuff about pickles for you. thought I'd serve you some of that in the meantime. Says here, according to Wikipedia, the term pickle is derived from the Dutch word pekel, meaning brine. In the UK, the word pickle, as in a cheese and pickle sandwich, may also refer to a plowman's pickle, which is a kind of chutney. When I was a kid, I used to think a dill pickle wrapped in a craft single slice was delicious. Oh, those days. Yeah. Pickled eggs are common in the Upper Peninsula in Michigan, it says here. Did you know? The word pickle... In Chinese means salt and incubate. The pickled vegetables and fruit we refer to today date in practice back to the 6th century BCE. And when you go to the Wikipedia references on pickled foods in Asia, all the flavor centers of the brain just go crazy just reading all about it. A few random examples in the Philippines, achara is primarily made of green papaya, carrots, and shallots, 
with cloves of garlic and vinegar. Papaya. In Myanmar, there's lophet, which is pickled tea leaves. Its place in the cuisine of Myanmar, says Wikipedia, is reflected by the popular expression, of all the fruit, the mango's the best. Of all the meat, the pork's the best. Of all the leaves, lophet's the best. I don't know if you'll be able to taste those particular wonderful flavors, but there will undoubtedly be wonderful flavors. At the Downtown Home and Garden this Saturday at their pickle contest, they have little plastic spoons, I believe, which will allow you to taste all the different entries, and there will be winners and stuff this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. In the meantime, I don't know if there will be any sauerkraut, but I did find this wonderful album, Sauerkraut in Hi-Fi by the Guggenheimer Sauerkraut Band. Arwolf has played this before, and I cannot help play it myself. They're going to play a tune called Drink Mein Liebling, my favorite drink. The members of the band, the Guckenheimer Sauerkraut Band, include Heinrich Schwert, Wolfgang Schwett, Rudi Schmidt, Otto Schmitz, Hugo Schmidt, Ludwig Schmitz, and it says here Ludwig Schmitz, I'll just mention, plays trombone. He in real life is George Cookie Conroy, Conroy, excuse me, His 285 pounds is used, says here, to great advantage by the Crown Zellerbach Paper Corporation testing the tensile strength of paper tissue. Wow. The drummer is Hugo Schmid, also known as George Lichty, who has a splendid musical background from the University of Michigan, where he studied Roman band instruments and creative listening. He is, incidentally, the nationally famous cartoonist behind Grin and Barrett. Well, here now, look at this, Arwolf, is the Guckenheimer Sauerkraut Band and Drink Mein Liebling, my favorite drink. Hope this will be your favorite, too. It is now quarter to seven, 15 minutes away from Arwolf and Face the Music. But first, got to do this. Nah, just kidding. How about this?
Dang, that was plaintive. I'm telling you. That was Sauerkraut and Hi-Fi is the name of the album. It's by the Guggenheimer Sauerkraut Band. And that was Drink Mind Labeling. Well, you won't find a more plaintive piece of sauerkraut-related music very often, generally. says here, Dear music lovers, one evening as I wandered along the San Francisco waterfront, dreaming of my youth and homeland, I heard the dulcet wail of a foghorn rebound off the cliffs that support Telegraph Hill. Here at last, I thought, is the exact timbre quality of the waldhorn echoing through the rocky crags of my native Bavarian Alps. This nostalgic, this nostalgic, this nostalgic tone experience was the inspiration and locale for the record. Sauerkraut in hi-fi, a synthesis of alt-deutsch beer fest culture. Fritz Guggenheimer. Uh huh. This is Pandora's lunchbox. I'm still Mike. Aurel Fenn Face the Music at 7. Coming up at 8, it's Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bop. And what could be better pickled than pumpkin, I think. This news from, actually, we're not far from San Francisco, as I just mentioned. No, from the Associated Press in Half Moon Bay, California. One special seed and months of care by an Oregon commercial pilot produced a massive pumpkin that tipped the scales at the global weigh-in Monday in Northern California. The fourth time his gargantuan plants were awarded top honors. Steve Deletas of Pleasant Hill, Oregon, also credited lots of sunny days since he planted eight seeds on April 15th, hoping to win the 45th World Championship Pumpkin Way-Off in Half Moon Bay. His winner came in at, at here comes, 2,170 pounds. It was the second heaviest pumpkin ever weighed at the event, but it was still far from the U.S. record. That was set just last month when a grower in New Hampshire produced a pumpkin weighing more than 2,500 pounds. But the record for heaviest pumpkin in the world was set last year at a competition in Europe. A Belgium grower's winning whopper came in at just over 2,600 pounds. It's funny that they say whopper because... I'm going to play a song about a hamburger now. Non sequitur, look out. This goes out to my baby, Mary Lou, who I always love with all my heart. I see. 
Well, there you go. Yeah, that is Burgers from Heaven. That was also plaintive. Need to cut with the plaintivity here. That was uh, the Daryl Rhodes Orchestra from 1980. Burgers from Heaven was one of the not highest selling records of 1980, I believe. On the back of the cover, it's him with a diploma shaking the hand of Hubert Humphrey in 1980. I don't get it. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food. We're five minutes away from facing the music with our wolf. Coming up, this is a little more serious. We've got to get away from those burgers from heaven now. But the Detroit Institute of Arts has an exhibit starting this Friday, going through November 11th. Dia de Muertos, sometimes called Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead or the Days of the Dead, is a tradition in Mexico and other Latin American countries. The day, is, the day of the Dead is the time of the year to celebrate the lives of close relatives, friends, or community members who have passed away. In celebration of Dia de Muertos, the DIA invites you to explore a community exhibition of ofrenda altars. Objects important to lost loved ones, such as favorite foods, drinks, mementos, and pictures, are collected and incorporated into elaborate displays on these altars, or ofrendas, and these items on the altars can include pan de muerto, the bread of the dead, sugar skulls, candles, flowers, papel picado, otherwise known as paper cutouts, and other decorations. Ofrendas will be on view during regular museum hours and are included with general museum admission at the DIA that's starting this Friday and continuing through November 11th. And I'm going to try to get there if I can. One jumping back a moment moment to Oktoberfest, and we heard the sauerkraut band earlier. Says here, more from Berlin, AP, more than 6 million visitors, 7.5 million liters of beer, and Bill Clinton in Liederhosen, of course, another Oktoberfest over in Berlin. Also, 124 rotisserie oxen, apparently, were composed, composed, were um, eaten there. Security guards confiscated more than 100,000 liter-sized beer mugs from sticky-fingered guests looking for a souvenir, and Munich authorities cleaned up 95 tons of garbage during the festival. Yeah, so it says here Bill Clinton showed up in traditional Bavarian garb, and Hillary Clinton showed up in a pantsuit. I'd like to see a uh, Bavarian-themed pantsuit. I wonder if that's what she wore. I don't know. But again, 124 rotisserie oxen. That is amazing. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Thank you for being you. I'm going to have to take a little time next week to talk about this. A Dublin janitor has won the Rooney Prize for Irish Literature from the university that she cleans as a janitor. Her collection of books, her collection of stories, that is, is called Eggshells. We're going to have to talk more about that next week. But Eggshells reminds me of eggs. Eggs reminds me of breakfast. It's 7 o'clock almost on WCBN FMNR, but that means somewhere it's time for breakfast. Get ready. Thank you for listening. Keep on doing that. Here's Poi Dog Poundering. Pondering. Poi Dog Pondering.
and snorting. I thought it was a Tony OK record for a minute. Hey. You want your disc back? Who was that? That was fantastic. Boy Dog Pondering. Poi Dog Pandering. Pondering. Yes. Okay. Proof again that I learned something vastly different every time I come in here right after Mike Perini on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. My name's R. Wolf, R. Wolf, and R. Wolf. And it's uh, it's not 1944, but I'm going to play a recording made in the summer of 44 by a group led by the New Orleans clarinetist George Lewis. And this is special because he's got the trumpeter Lewis Kid Shots Madison with him. So it's a, uh, it's, I think, some of the finest... Crescent City Jazz from that part of the 20th century. So I'd like to tap into this for an hour that I think you're going to find pleasantly varied and exciting. We're going to get into some modern jazz by the end of it. So we're starting with George Lewis and ending with John Coltrane, right? And the uh, you've heard of, of sheet music. I thought that if I brought sheet music in here, it would just be, you just hear it rattling and you wouldn't be able to see it or hear anything besides that. So I thought it would be street music for about five weeks, and this is the third week in a row. Um, songs that talk to one another, and they're all named after streets. This is the Dumand Street Drag. It means it's a slow drag. Drag. 